Hello and welcome to episode three of the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Stephanie Flood, Vice President of Operations here at REMAX Gold, and a very special guest, Mr. Donald Butler, former NFL linebacker for the San Diego Chargers. But before we get started, a couple of quick reminders that the Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping professionals in the real estate community become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe that when the real estate professional gets better, everybody wins. And we release a brand new podcast on the third Wednesday of every month. And if you're looking for more information, worksheets, and resources, you can check us out online, www.juggernautpodcast.com. And finally, if you enjoy our show, we'd ask that you invite others to listen in and leave us a review here on the podcast. All right, let's get into it. We are thrilled to bring you an exciting interview with former NFL linebacker Donald Butler. So strap on your seatbelts and welcome to the third episode of the Juggernaut Podcast. All right, so on this episode, we are thrilled to welcome Donald Butler, a former NFL linebacker and Sacramento native to the Juggernaut Podcast. Say hello to our listeners, Donald. Hello, hello. All right, so Donald, you spent seven years in the NFL playing for the San Diego Chargers from 2010 to 2016 and another year playing in Miami for the Dolphins. Our podcast, of course, is called the Juggernaut Podcast, and if we looked up that definition Donald, I don't know. Have you ever looked up that word? Just so you know, I, I got a question for you. Have you ever looked up the word juggernaut? <laughs> I, I haven't off, off the top of my head. I mean, obviously it makes me think of, of, of Marvel character, the juggernaut, <laughs> you know, big old immovable force, but uh, go ahead. All right. So if, if you look it up and you, and you look at the definition uh, of juggernaut, you'll find a couple of different definitions, but one that I found that I felt really tied into our conversation says that it is a, a, a massive inexorable force or object that crushes whatever is in its path. Donald, I feel like that definition surely embodies your position as a linebacker playing in the NFL. What do you think, man? <laughs> I, you know, you know if, if, if I could wear that hard hat, I, I would. You know, I, yeah. I, that was kind of embodied who I was. Nice. Well, um, you know, I, I also believe, Donald, that our listeners will also find equally as valuable uh, the juggernaut mindset that you really had to develop as you overcame challenge and adversity playing at the University of Washington, and also your newfound love for real estate. So before we get there, can you just kind of share with our listeners today where your passion for football came from, who encouraged you along the way, and really just the overall mindset that you developed at an early age to really set your sights on making it into the NFL? Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, as you said, I'm a Sacramento native, grew up off of uh, Water Edison, right over there by Mary Loma High School. And, uh, you know, some of my earliest memories were, you know, playing in the backyard with my brother. You know, he, granted, he physically put the, put the football in my, in my hand and said, hey, go run. You're going to the NFL. Uh, I, I definitely have to give credit to, to my mother, who was the matriarch of, of the home and, and really uh, was the one who I was able to watch as, as I became the man that I am today, uh, you know, raise the three kids, go to work, finish her undergraduate degree, you know, go on to get her master's, um, really show me what it looked like to work hard every day, um, you know, have that accountability, show respect, have honesty, and, and, and really instill in us all those great qualities that would allow us to have success later on in our careers um, outside of any kind of sports. So that was, that was the beginning, right, in terms of, of giving me what I needed to, to, to be successful um, outside of the game. 
and 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 that just carried over into you know when I first started playing organized sports in the eighth grade. I mean, I can I can remember when my mom literally took me out of the championship game because your grades aren't right, so you don't get to play. <laughs> you know, so, so it starts there. So I mean, you know, that, and that's my first experience into organized sports. And my mom was like, "No, if you don't get the other things in your life, your other responsibilities, take accountability for that. You don't get to play the game you love." And then that even goes into high school, right? I'm at Del Campo High School now, and 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 you know, everybody has these great hopes for us. Well, my freshman year, I'm, I'm playing running back, doing great. Uh, I get hurt. I think it was game six, uh, fractured tibia plateau, right? So, okay, that, that, there's, my first, there's my first hurdle I have to come over, get over. There's that. Okay, well, I come back and, and, and we're going, we're going uh, sophomore year. Now, okay, hey, we're going to play on varsity. Well, I don't know. How are your grades looking? It was that accountability that allowed me to be successful as, you know, colleges started to come recruit me, as I, I really started getting serious about, okay, what are the next steps in my life moving forward? Uh, you know, what city was I going to be in and, and how could I contribute to, to a new team? And, uh, you know, as, as my senior year came and went, um, I had a couple schools that, that were really uh, on my radar, and one of them was the University of Washington, and that's, that's where I ended up. I can't imagine how that must have felt when mom pulled you out of the championship game in eighth grade. <laughs> like, that had to make it all real at that point of, okay, it's not just about football, it's about everything else, too. And having her there to remind you that this is real, there's more to life than football, I just, I, I love that, having that powerful influence right there. Who called you out? That's right. just, that's a yeah. lot. What? Mom wasn't playing. Mom wasn't playing. <laughs> no. You know, real quick, as, as I'm listening to you, Donald and Stephanie, bring up a great point. Um, there's more to life than football. I mean, that was ingrained in you at an early age. You were learning how to be accountable um, to your grades, your schooling, and finding that balance. And really, that's what, you know, this platform of the Juggernaut Podcast is all about. It's helping, you know, the professional real estate person um, figure out how to also balance because it's not just about real estate, right? It's right. also about how you, um, you know, manage your, yourself and your personal life and your family mm -hmm. life and, you know, all the responsibilities that we have. You can't just focus on that singular, you know, mission of just one thing. Having that whole balance is critically important. And you've just kind of highlighted that right now uh, in those words. So thank you, Donald. That's right, awesome. Right, of course. So, okay. So you make it to UW, which has to just be amazing, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like, congratulations, like D1 scholarship to go play football at what the time was a Pac-10 school. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got to tell you, though, before we get too deep into this, you know, got to be honest and open and set this up, right? Okay. You play for the Chargers, ultimately. We're going to get there. <laughs> But I got to say, lifelong Raider fan here. So. Here, we here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Talking to a former Charger, like, ah, how did we get here? <laughs> right, right. Nobody can see Stephanie right now, but she's wearing uh, black and white in honor of her favorite team. Being, or, or we're going to uh, say the silver and black, right? <laughs> got to represent. Yeah. Got to represent. <laughs> All right. So you're at UW. Oh, my gosh kind of arrived, right? This was a really big part of the goal. And I know that it it probably wasn't easy to be there every day, day in, day mm -hmm. out, keeping the grades up, keeping mm -hmm. football going, and keeping focused and driving forward as you're still 
potentially you know, four years away from, mm -hmm. from the dream. So how did you handle those hard days or hard moments? What did you do to be able to stay focused and keep going forward and be unstoppable in your career? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I got to tell you, I graduated high school when I was 17 years old. So, I mean, if you can imagine, I'm still a pup, right? I, I still, I still, although my mom has given me these great qualities to kind of fall back on in my, in my, in my faith, um, I got up to UW and it was like a slap in the face, like, whoa, well, what, what, what have I got myself into? You know, you, you, you start in the summer and, and all that is, is, is fine and good and dandy. You know, you're just excited to be there, uh, going through these summer classes that's getting you ready for, call, for the college kind of lifestyle. Um, and then camp hits. And uh, as you said, Stephanie, I was one of a couple freshmen to play. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm up at 6, 6.30 in the morning, and my schedule is basically tailored for me all the way till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, and what really was hard for me is that um, because I was one of the freshmen that they wanted to play, I not only was practicing with the young guys, but then had to also go practice with the old guys. So, you know, my body is just beat. I'm, 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 I'm hurting physically, mentally, emotionally. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a kind of a, a whirlwind of emotions. And uh, at one point, I just broke down. I, I, I called my mother crying on the phone and uh, just basically told her, like, oh, my gosh, what have I got myself into? Yeah. And, 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 you know, some of the great, great, just uh, encouraging words that, that, that she gave me was, one, obviously, lean on your faith, which, as always, which has carried me uh, throughout my life. But two, uh, control the things that you can control. And, and that was something that started from when I was very young. But it's, you know, go out there and just work hard every day. And, and, and that's how, um, you know, I, I, I tried to, to, to handle each and every day. But then not only that, she told me to uh, remember to, you know, take some time away. And whether that's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whether that's meditating, whether that's just, you know, closing your eyes, a quick nap, cat nap, whatever it may be, um, try, try to take some time away, decompress, uh, rejuvenate, refresh, and then, you know, attack the next day. Yeah, that's so good, man. I, you know, that jump from high school to the NFL, like you said, it was like a, a slap in the face, right? You're like, whoa, this is a whole new level. Uh, you're talking about your day being scheduled from early morning to late in the evening. I mean, give us the details, man. What does that grind really look like? I mean, starting, I think you said that you, uh, you lived about an hour or 45 minutes or so away from the university. So, I mean, you know, alarm clocks going off in the fours or fives and you're, you're leaving, hitting the, hitting the road to go get to wherever you got to go. And then what does that day look like as a 17 year old man? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, that, that, that ended up being, you know, as we transitioned from that freshman year and me and me kind of, working through all those, those uh, ins and outs of, of becoming kind of uh, a young man, I would say, you know, away from home for the first time and, and you know, everything that comes with kind of that freedom of, of not only uh, understanding that you're away from home, but also that accountability to your responsibilities as a collegiate athlete. Uh, and, and, and so that, that freshman year, it, it came and went. I got some playing time, kind of was getting my feet wet. Um, sophomore year comes. And uh, uh, again, you know, kind of still just, just trying to take it all in, right? I remember we had some big time games playing against like uh, Ohio State and some of these, you know, Big Ten schools. And, uh, you know, we just, we just quite frankly, we weren't winning a lot. <laughs> we, we weren't winning a lot. 
And uh, it, it was hard. It was hard. And then so, like, like you said, you, you talked about, you know, me getting up at that 5 a.m., 6 a.m. driving into Seattle. That, that ended up, you know, as we transitioned kind of into my junior year where uh, uh, my mother's living in Tacoma. We have a new defensive coordinator. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting up early so I can beat traffic. So I'm, I'm driving into Seattle. Uh, you sit for 6 a.m. workouts, leaving the 6 a.m. workouts early to go to an internship for Walsh Construction, then leaving that, that internship early to get the guys together for seven-on-seven -seven practices in the afternoon because, like I said, we had a new D coordinator, so he wants to get the new system in. Let's get a, let's get a head start on things prior to the season going. So that was just – it it was, again, um, a whirlwind of emotions, but, but the way I approached it is – um, the same way I always had is that I, I'm going to work and I'm going to control the things that I can control. And that was how I approach each and every day, um, how I take 10 minutes or 20 minutes out of the day to, to take a step away and just rejuvenate myself. And then, okay, we go to sleep at night and wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, again, what a grind uh, every single day. And, and also, again, a shock to your just your system, your life, right, where you're coming mm -hmm. out of high school. That is not the pace at which you're running when you right. come to high school, <laughs> right? So all of a sudden, you know, here you are, a freshman, a sophomore, and you're, you know, put into this environment that has very strict, you know, daily disciplines and a schedule that is regimented to the to the nines, right, to the yeah, tens. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so um, – so there's got to be a reward and a payoff, right, for all of that hard work. I mean, that's probably what kind of keeps you going, right? It's like, man, I'm, I'm grinding every day, and eventually I'm going to get the payoff. And that's mm -hmm. so true in real estate when we talk to real estate professionals and realtors in the marketplace. So much of what they have to do is, you know, kind of walking each day out with blind faith that the actions and activities that they're performing today is going to give them the payday or the dividend, as you would say, Donald. Yeah. So let's talk about the payday. It's your junior year, man. You finally get it. You finally get it going. You're 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 right. figuring out this new system. You're mm -hmm. a junior at UW, and you're ready to just you know light it up on the field. Right. What's the junior year? What's the payday look like for you that junior year? Man, I I, I got to tell you that that junior year was uh, probably the toughest. You know, it, it's up there at the top in terms of. Um, um, being just uh, the, the hardest time in my career, and 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 Stephanie, you're a Raiders fan, so so you can you can relate to this. But we didn't win a game. My, my, oh. Right, oh. You, know, you know the silver and black. I love you guys. You had to go there. You're, you're, the, you're the Raider faithful, but you guys <laughs> consistently don't do with them. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I had to you throw did. that. In. I, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, so so that so that junior year comes, and I just kind of gave you that background into into that grind over the summer, leading up to that junior year, and we don't win a game. And 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 as that year as that year is going on, um, you know, it's it's getting really bad in terms of uh, the team dynamic, where I have guys who literally coaches are 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 telling them to do something, and the guys are looking at me like, hey, yo, DB, get get these coaches. Right. So 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 not only again, uh, I'm, I'm having to, you know, kind of kind of be in that leadership role, um, be that kind of mediator in between the coaches and the players. Uh, but but not only that, also still find some light during a dark time. Right. And, and, and it's and it's and it's how 
um, even against all the opposition that we had against us, you know, nobody, nobody thought we were going to win any games, and obviously we didn't. But it was still going out there each and every Saturday uh, uh, and trying to be successful. And, and uh, I, think I, I think I might have told you guys this story about my roommate, Mason Foster, who also played in the, played in the league for uh, seven or eight years. But it would be the day before the game, uh, you know, we're in our hotel room, you know, as, you know, going over plays or whatever, getting our minds right to be successful on Saturday. And I, and I had to tell him, like, hey, you know, we, we probably won't win tomorrow. <laughs> but, but there are a couple of things that we can go out there and do, and that's represent the name on the back of our jersey and that W on the side of our helmets and show everybody who's watching in the nation or just on the West Coast or whatever else that, man, them, them two boys in the middle, they can ball. Right. And, and it's just, again, it's, it's just the theme of controlling what you can control. It's, it's being accountable to yourself and your teammates um, and going out there and, and putting your best foot forward uh, every single day. So this is, this is Ty Willingham this year, right? His, mm -hmm. the, the year mm -hmm. you And so you have this sense partway through the season that this is not going to end well for right. anybody that's here. Right. right? So right. tell us, how you managed and, and how you became really the, the de facto leader, basically, at least on the defensive side of the ball, because your teammates weren't, weren't hearing the coaches at right. this point. They were just kind of over it, but they looked to you. So how did you act as the leader to, to get them through that time? Right. I think, I think part of it comes with, uh, you know, I would just say if you're, if you're a good middle linebacker, you're going to command kind of that, that leadership role just because you are the quarterback of the defense and, 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 and that comes with the territory. But also I think it comes from uh, my teammates uh, uh, seeing my work ethic, right? It, it, it's um, typically when you have someone who, who's working hard in whatever industry it may be, I think people kind of gravitate towards those, towards those leaders. Like, hey, hey, what is he doing? He, you know, they're doing something right over there. So, so, so let, let me try to you know, kind of pick up some of the things that they're doing or kind of follow their path and follow their lead. So I, I think, I think it was that part. Uh, but then also it was, it was, I know, you know, when I was younger, sometimes I didn't always want to be the leader, but uh, too much is given, much is required. And that was just kind of one of the other things that my mother instilled upon me is that, Hey, yeah, you do have these leadership qualities. Now you gotta, you gotta take them. You gotta, uh, uh, um, you know, work with them and, and don't fight it. Don't fight it. Just embrace it and, and move forward. And I think that was, you know, part of the reason why those guys were able to lean on me in that hard time. All right, so Donald, let's let's talk about your final game, your junior year. You guys have not won a single game at this point, and you're going up against your arch rival. Um, who who who'd you guys play in that final game? Washington State University, the Cougars. Okay. Washington State University. Yeah. They had won one game that year. Mm -hmm. You guys had not won a single game. Mm -hmm. This is the final game of the year. It's making local headlines mm -hmm. about being the, you know, what, what do they call it? Do they have a, like a name? They were saying Battle of the Unbeat, uh, um, uh, um, Battle of the O for Teams or Battle of the, not unbeaten, but, you know, I, something, something along those lines. It, it, was, it was terrible. It was okay. bad. So, so, I mean, this, this has to be a big moment for you because here you are. You've put in all this work all season. Um, your team is not winning any games, which probably means you're not getting noticed very much from scouts mm -hmm. and NFL folks that are out there watching players, you know, on the field week in and week out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is an opportunity. I mean, we talk about, you know, putting in that work for mm -hmm. the payoff, and you haven't had a payoff all year. So you right. got to be feeling like this game is going to mm -hmm. be the payoff 
for all right. the hard work that I just put in all right. year long without right. winning a single game and to be able to bask in that glory of victory, you haven't had that moment yet. So talk to us about that final game, you know, your mindset going into it, mm -hmm. and then the outcome of that final right. game your junior year. Man, I, you know, I talked about having those conversations with my roommate before the games saying, hey, we might not win this one. <laughs> we probably won't win with this one. Let's be real. But let's go out there and give our best effort. But this was it. This was, like you said, this was the payoff. This was the time where, man, we can beat these guys because they suck. They're bad. This is a bad team. <laughs> and, and, and not only do they suck because they're our rival, but no, they're just really a bad team. The, 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 the one win that they had got was against a D1AA school. And not, listen, I'm not trying to knock the D1AAs because a lot of great athletes come out of those schools. But you're not, you're not a Pac-10 team, you know, big Power 5 conference. You're not, you're not playing with the big boys yet. There's a reason why you're D1AA. And so we're going into this game. I'm trying to get these guys fired up, as I, as I have been doing the whole year. And uh, it, 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 is really, it is really just um, – it's, it's tough. We're, go we're going through the game. You know, guys are making some plays. But for whatever reason, as it sometimes happens in rivalry games, it's a close game. And so I, I remember because this, this, this hurt me, and, and I don't know if you can hear the passion in my voice, but this is something that still has stuck with me uh, because I bleed purple and gold, baby. I'm a Husky through and through, and this is our arch rival, the Cougars. So it's fourth and 15, game on the line. Uh, this is our chance to get our first win. And, and, and man, what a, big, um, what a big burden off our shoulders it would be to do it against our rivals. Like just, to, just another slap in the face for them. Like, hey, you know, you're still the little brother. Fourth and 15, uh, uh, we run cover four, which is four deep, you know, um, a match coverage underneath. Um, and, <laughs> man, I, I, I specifically remember the outside wide receiver, he runs a stop and go. And I'm sure you know what that is, a little five-yard hitch, settle for a second, and then he runs, he runs a fade, runs, runs straight up the field. And our cornerback who I believe was a sophomore, junior, you know, really upperclassman, someone who should understand his role of not only it being fourth and 15, so stay the heck back. Uh, but why would you bite on a hitch route and it's fourth and 15? Let him catch the ball. You know, we just, everybody just rally and we go tackle him. No, he wants to bite on the hitch. It gets, it gets beat and, and, it's, and, 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 you know, it's a freshman, his first catch of the year fourth and 15 in the rival game, and you let a freshman catch the ball on you? You know, I just, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, you know, so, so I, I almost lost it. Had to keep my composure, because obviously we're on the field still. And, and then I think we ended up, I think they went down and kicked the field goal and tied the game up. And then we ended up going in the double or triple overtime, and we lose the game. Oh, and, we, and we lose the game, right? A game, a game that we had, that we had, right? Giving us our first win. All that hard work, blood, sweat, and tears we put, we put, you know, we put ourselves through throughout the year. We can finally get that couple hours after after the game on Saturday of like, man, we did it. We won. Right? That 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 was that time for us to rejuvenate, recoup, you know, kind of decompress, and we still hadn't got it. And we still weren't getting it that Saturday. <laughs> so, it, so it was that. And then on top of that, the fans rushing the field. I mean, it was just a waterfall of disaster, right? These everything just kind of coming to a culmination of like, yo, this is crazy. 
And so the fans are rushing the field. They're cussing at us, talking all type of trash. I'm throwing bowls. I'm get out of my way. I'm pissed. I'm and, and this and at this point, uh, uh, you know, I, and 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 I don't, I don't. This isn't like a pat, me patting myself on the back, but I kind of lose it on the coaches as well. You know, like this is crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I just, it just, it just, all my emotions kind of came to a head. I couldn't take it anymore. Like I said, I'm throwing bows. I'm pushing fans. You know, they're talking trash. We're running. You know, we're trying to. They're, the coaches are trying to get everybody into the into the locker room. And 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 quite frankly, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to be said at that point. You know, we knew the coaches were getting fired. Um, it was a terrible year. I think that was the first time in UW's history that they had never won a collegiate game. Oh, that, that's a great distinction to have. Yeah, right. Okay, thanks. And and man, I mean, I I tell you, it's it stuck with me, and and I know it stuck with the Husky fans as well, because it was it was tough for everybody involved. Okay, so I I don't know how you got through that. I'm I'm going back to, of course, all the stuff that that you go through to cope and to move forward. And my goodness, you know, this is proof that that it works, right? Everything that you did. So let's go to senior year. You know, we know Steve Sarkeesian comes in. Mm-hmm. Things change. You get a coach that gives you a clean slate, starts mm-hmm. fresh. It's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good place to be, especially senior year. I can't imagine, you know, junior year things ending right. like that. Right, but let's right. talk about senior year. But let's let's go to the part towards that was a little bit challenging for you. Let's talk about the senior bowl mm-hmm. and how that happened towards the end of that year. So like you mm-hmm. have this great senior year, and we get to the senior bowl. Tell us about that experience because everybody talks about how amazing it is to go to the senior bowl as a prospect and like life is good and you get there and how's that go? Right, right. Well, and, and, and just, and, and I hate to kind of backtrack, but I can't, I can't talk about the senior bowl without, without, you know, just, just briefly touching on that, on that senior year. And, and so what was, what was interesting about that senior year is, as you said, uh, uh, Coach Sark and his coaching staff, they came in and kind of just said, we don't know any of you guys. We might've, you know, met you on the recruiting trail. But other than that, we don't know anything about you, right? So we're giving everybody a clean slate. Show us what you can do. And, f- and for me, that was, that was the lighthouse, right? I was, I was in a dark, that was in a dark place. That was, that was my lighthouse. That was my guiding force that like, okay, man, now I can lean, I can lean again, lean back on what, I, what has always carried me through my career, which is go out there and work hard every single day every single day. And so what was nice about Sark is that he, cause we obviously didn't know how to win, right? As a team, we just, no cohesiveness, <laughs> uh, the talent was there, but we just, we really didn't know how to win. And so what Sark came in and did is he taught us that you don't just show up and win on Saturday, but it starts on Monday with the mundane activities, the watching film, the going to school, the, the, uh, um, the practice day in and day out showing up and, and really showing out and showing what you can do. And all those, all those days, the Monday, Tuesday, you know, throughout the week, those add up. So now on Saturday, you can be successful. And that was something that for, uh, for me, I took that to heart, you know, because that was kind of already my, one of my guiding ethos in my life already. Um, so, so, so we, so him and his, him and his coaching staff and me in particular, we, we vibed really well in that, you know, I understood that and took that to heart and as did many of those guys on the team. And so uh, uh, that, that uh, although, although uh, we had some success that senior year and, and, you know, I think it was second week or third week of the year, we, we beat the uh, uh, USC was ranked number three in the nation. Um, I went on to get, you know, national defense player of the week and all the accolades that come to that. So that really jumpstarted me back into this conversation of, 
okay, this guy can ball. Where's he going to go out in the draft? Right. So, so then obviously I have, I have a solid senior year and I get invited to the senior bowl, which like you said, is the, is kind of the pinnacle of all-star games for collegiate athletes. And, uh, you know, I'm there, I made it and I'm, and I'm, and I'm loving it. And, and in the scope of, of this competition, because this is the best of the best in the nation, all these guys are there. They're all, you know, going to get drafted and I, and I'm loving it. You know, I get, a, I get a week of practice with these coaches where again, this theme of just go out there and work hard and control what you can control. I get to do that every single day in front of these coaches uh, who, 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 you know, have their varying positions in the national football league. So, so I enjoyed it. And, and that competition for me was something that, that uh, really fuels me, right? Because not only, um, not only am I a competitor at heart, but I think uh, I also like seeing uh, people who are working at, at that top tier level where I can say, okay, well, maybe they're a little better than me at this point. Uh, uh, at this, you know, maybe they have something that they do a little, a little better than me. But let me take that, add it to my repertoire, and then, okay, now that just makes me even better, and that, and that allows me to move forward uh, with even more confidence. And so I have this great week of practice at the Senior Bowl. Everything is going well. Coaches are loving me. All these different headlines. Oh, Butler from UW is killing it, even though his team sucked. Yeah, yada yada yada. <laughs> Not to not to, not to bad not, <laughs> not to not to not bad mouth my guys, but it was that that just that's what the reality of it was, um, and 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 so we get to the game on Saturday, and again, Ant, you you've talked about this this payoff, right, of of putting in that hard work, and you get that payoff at the end of the day, whether it be a win or or how how well you play, and literally the first play of the game, kickoff return. I get rolled up on from behind. And I mean, the whole side, it was close to, the, to my sideline and the whole sideline goes, oh, you know, and, 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 it's, and it wasn't a big hit. It was just, you know, my ankle getting rolled up under me and me, and me you know, flailing backwards and, and, and uh, having that. So once again, I'm at the pinnacle. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And I got this opposition, just another hurdle for me to uh, uh, step over. Yeah. You know, this, um, this, I, I love this concept that you keep throwing out there, Donald, which is control what you can control, right? Because at the end of the day, that's, that's all you can control, right? You can't right. control your ankle getting rolled up on. You can't right. always control the other guys on the field and what mm -hmm. they're going to do and the route that they might bite on to, mm -hmm. you know, lose the guy. Right. That's <laughs> you can't control some of those things or a lot of those things. And so, you know, there's so many parallels of what you're sharing, your experience, your journey, the challenges and frustrations that you had in football that align up with the real estate business world, you know, perfectly. I mean, we can't control what the market does. I mean, right. we're in COVID-19 times right now and we're mm -hmm. on a Zoom call, you know, having this conversation because the market has forced us in, not the market, but the circumstance has, you know, brought us to this point where, you know, the market's gonna do what the market's gonna do. And so as an mm -hmm. agent, as a professional, we can only control what we can control. Right. And those activities are waking up. It's the mundane, right, that you're mm -hmm. talking about. It's getting up Monday morning. It's getting your exercise in. It's, it's making the calls. It's marketing to your database. You know, it's, you know, getting the open house ready for the weekend. And it's going through the motions and taking the actions and doing the mundane things day in and day out right. with hopes of the payoff. And the payoff right. in our world is selling a house. It's the <laughs> transaction. Right. And I can't imagine a world, man, where, where a realtor goes all year long putting in the work and going over. 
I mean, the reality <laughs> is if an agent does that amount of work all year long, they're not going to go over. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. slim chance because, you know, they're, they're, they're responsible for what they can control, which is mm-hmm. themselves. There's no team dynamic necessarily mm-hmm. around it as an independent contractor and as an agent. You certainly have the players on the team that help the transaction once you get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go out there and generate the opportunity and get it going, you know, the agent has to, to step up and rise to the occasion every single day. So I, I just love how this conversation has kind of brought us to that point. So let's talk about, you know, your journey into the NFL now. So it's mm-hmm. draft day. All right. It's mm-hmm. draft day. And, you know, it's the senior bowl. It was, it was the senior bowl. That was your moment to really, you know, get out there on the radar of some of the teams and the scouts um, but unfortunately had an accident, you know, you had to work through that mental process, control mm-hmm. what you can control, you know, get, you know, recover from the injury, mm-hmm. but then also get out there to the draft day and go to the combine. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's talk mm-hmm. about the combine and then the mm-hmm. draft now and, you know, the expectations that you had around that and what you had to right. work through in those moments. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had got rolled up on, so clearly didn't finish that game, tried to go out there and, and hobble around. But, but as anybody knows, who's played, played any kind of sports, you never want to put bad, bad, uh, bad film on tape. The eye in the sky never lies. And, and, and so it was better that I removed myself from the situation rather than try to hobble out there and, and, and look bad on tape. So, so that happens. And, and I'm in, I'm in Florida uh, training for the combine. And as, as I uh, progress from, from the senior bowl, I still uh, can't run you know, not, not at the speed that I want to run at or, you know, that I'm, that I'm accustomed to running at. And so I get to the combine and uh, I can't do any of the on-field drills or the, or the 40-yard dash. So the, the one thing that I could do was the bench press. And uh, as with everything, like you said, control what you can control. How are you going to attack that? And that's what I did. I attacked it. And I ended up bench pressing it 36 times. Um, was the, was the second highest at the at the combine uh, behind an O lineman or a D lineman that had hit it, you know, forty five or something ridiculous. Um, but that that was for me. That was kind of like my badge of honor. That like, hey, if there's going to be one thing that I'm going to do, please believe I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best at it. And so, you know, that 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 was a great moment. That that you know, obviously me kind of overcoming that hurdle of of, of having that high ankle sprain, uh, and then and then moving forward to to the actual draft. You know, you, 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 it's inevitable that you kind of read into some of the headlines, right? Of, okay, well, you know, where do you think you're going to go? Where are you projected? Yada, yada, yada. And, and, and granted, uh, I didn't think I was going to go first round. I definitely thought that I was going to go second round. And when I was at, I remember being at the Senior Bowl and even at the Combine, the linebacker coach for the Chargers, he, he basically told me like, hey, you know, get ready to be a Charger. Like, we want you, you're our guy. And in my mind, I'm like, man, the Chargers are the best team on the West Coast. That, I mean, you know, that's that's our 10-minute flight from Sacramento. I, it, I mean, it couldn't work out any more perfectly. And I just remember sitting there on, on, on draft day, and uh, this, was, this was when they had just changed the sequence from the first round was on day one, and then the second round and third round were on day two, and then third, fourth, and everything else I think was on day three. And so first round comes and goes, uh, and, and I'm like, okay. But the, one of the things that stuck out to me is that the Chargers had traded away their second-round pick to move up in the first round to draft Ryan Matthews. And so I'm thinking in my mind, like, ah, <laughs> you know, that was, that, was, that, was my, that was my pick, man. You know, <laughs> what's going on? So, so, you know, the next day comes, and I'm sitting there, 
And, and, and now uh, I'm getting kind of frustrated because I'm seeing guys who I, I believe I'm better than, uh, my stats show that I'm better than, and, and I just, I, I'm, I'm, a li- I'm getting frustrated. And that's, that's a competitor in me in that like, hey, I should be drafted before these guys because I, I believe I'm better. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, second round comes and goes. And, and, and not that I'm deflated, but it definitely was, was just another hurdle for me to like, okay, um, you know, that chip on your shoulder that you kind of had your whole life, that ain't going nowhere, nor should it go anywhere. And so third, third round comes and uh, the Niners were on the pick. And, you know, everybody in my corner is kind of like, oh, they're rubbing my shoulders. Like, hey, this, you know, they need a linebacker. They need a linebacker. You go, you know, you go play with Pat Willis. You know, how fun would that be? You know, I'm getting excited, too. Like, man, that would be great, right? You know, that's that's the Bay. That's even closer than, than San Diego. Um, and then the Chargers, they trade up in the third round to get me and uh, pick 76, 79, maybe, somewhere around there. And the whole room goes crazy, and 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 it was just a uh, it was just a great a great time a great moment, uh, you know, in my life to to finally um, really you know to make it to get that payoff that we've that we've been talking about this whole conversation, where uh, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a, a sigh of relief where I could sit back and decompress, but it was definitely something where hey I made it okay let's get back to work. Yeah. That's that's that moment where you can you can you can only take that couple of minutes to say, okay, right. this is great, but we're not, we're not done. There's still right. work to be starting, here. Right. So right. you're like 20 when you're drafted or 21 at this point? 21. Yeah. 21. Okay. So still a pup. <laughs> yeah. So 21 years old, get drafted. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations, mm-hmm. by the way. That's just Thank you. amazing. Thank you. you think about the number of people that can say they, they did that. That's just inspiring in and of itself. Never mind all the rest of it, but mm-hmm. wow. Okay, so you get drafted. You're a 21 year old kid. You get drafted by the Chargers, and you you go to camp, and that all starts with your super competitive nature and and the chip on your shoulder and and everything that you bring to the table at that point. How does camp go? How does that start out? Yeah, so so we get to camp, and uh, one of the, one of the one of the big things for me is that um, it was interesting because that dynamic changes. It shifts now, right, from where. In college, uh, you know, some of those guys that you play against in college, uh, you know, they're not going to get the chance to play in the NFL. And, 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 and I'm not going to say that you can cut corners, but if you're a good athlete or a great athlete in college, you know, you can kind of get by without having to do, you know, uh, all the little fine details sometimes. But in the NFL, that ain't happening. <laughs> you, know, you, got, you got grown men uh, uh, who, who are, are, you know, 10, 15 years older than you who are out there trying to put food on their family's tables. So, so this is a job. This is a job. So that was that was very evident. Uh, you know, the first day I walked into the building, and is that like, hey, if if you're not on your p's and q's and doing all those those small details, those mundane details that that you know, sometimes in college you can kind of slide by and get by with without having to do in the league, that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna cut it. And 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 so I got there. I, I'm in the building. I'm third round. I, I I come into a room full of veterans in the linebacker room. And so they're all kind of kind of teaching me these things. And in my mind, I'm having a, a, a great camp thus far. You know, I'm, I'm a young guy. They kind of have told me that, like, hey, uh, we expect you to kind of, it's your position to take. Come, come mid-season, you know, you should, you should be uh, starting. And in my mind, that was, that was, you know, similar to my freshman year at UW. I wanted to come in, come in and immediately make an impact. That was just the, the hyper-competitiveness within me. 
right? I can come in and, and I can contribute, whatever it may be on special teams, you know, I'm getting in on defense, you know, whenever I can get in, but I want to do something. And then, not, and then not only that, you know, the coaches and the deep coordinator, they're highlighting me uh, in, in our defensive meetings in front of all these guys because, you know, I'm, I'm at teachable moments where I'm taking what they're telling me and it's transitioning over onto the field. And for a young guy, sometimes you just don't see that. And so I think for me, they were able to see that and, 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 and it, for me, it was, it was great. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was something where, again, oh, man, it's, you know, my hard work is paying off, right? So I'm, so I'm getting excited uh, about the season, about the possibilities. Uh, they had just came off 13-3, and three, so expectations were high. And I'm like, man, if I can come in and contribute on this team, there's a chance we could, we could, I could get a Super Bowl, a championship, right? Like, that, that was, that was where, where our thinking was. So everything's going well. Uh, you know, I'm out there in practice making plays. And then uh, I want to say it's, it's man, the second week of camp. Uh, we're doing one-on-one -on -one drills against the running backs and one-on-one uh, -on -one pass rush. And I go and make a move. The running back kind of catches me, you know, grabs my shoulder pads. And so I load up on my left, on my left foot to kind of throw them off of me. And my ankle goes numb. And so I, I stop and, and, you know, I walk off the field to the sideline. And the trainers come over and, uh, you know, they ask me to sit down. And so they're kind of looking over my, over my, over my ankle. And it's just funny. Coach, Coach North Turner comes over and says, man, you better not be hurt. I said, oh, no, Coach, you know, I'm good. It's just, it's just a little minor ankle sprain. I'm going to tape it up. You know, I'll be right back out. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then they, 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 uh, the trainer has the cart brought over. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, what? You know, and I'm asking, I'm like, what do, what do we need the cart for? You saw me just walk off the field. Like, I'm good to walk. I'm like, no, just precaution. You know, we just want to, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to ease the situation. Like, hey, no, just precaution. We're just going to, you know, put you on the card and we'll, we'll, we'll drive you to the training room. So I get in the training room. They have me dorsiflex my foot and, and feel behind uh, my ankle. And they say, you know, feel your right, your right foot, your right ankle. You feel your Achilles tendon there. Uh, you tore your Achilles. And, and, and uh, I'm speechless. Speeches yet, yet again, um, whether it be whether it be uh, uh, grades, whether it be you know politics, whether it be uh, high ankle sprain, just another another hurdle uh, uh, for me to get over. And so that was that was something you know. Quite frankly, a lot of guys don't come back from that, and uh, you know I was I was obviously blessed uh, to be able to work through that and come back and, and finish up my career. Yeah, Donald, can you just kind of share the the recovery process because again. Now you can't physically really do much because you're, you know, you tore your Achilles. And so mentally, though, you, mm -hmm. you weren't done, right? Mm -hmm. like it's like, okay, get to work. I'm right. going to control what I can control. Right. How long did that recovery take? What was that process like? What was the mm -hmm. battlefield going on, mm -hmm. you know, in between your ears day in and day out? You know, again, as a, as a, as a young, hopeful prospect that right. just got drafted, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's got to be a – deflating moment and so how did you work through that what was that recovery like yeah de definitely deflating and 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 that was um it I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know act like it didn't affect me because it it, it definitely did you know I, it took me it took me i would say a good two or three months of uh one just coping with the situation and i think a lot a lot of times people uh may think that like uh, oh no, you know, people who have made it to the pinnacle, they don't have those same emotions or feelings that others have. And that's just not true, right? Regardless of the situation, we still have those times when like, man, we're just beat up, we're tired, 
uh, whatever, whatever it may be, those emotions still resonate with us in that like, man, what, what I, I've done, I feel like I've done everything right and, and it's just not working out for me. And those were definitely the feelings that I was having at the time. And, and so that, that, that recovery process, it was tough. It took me, like I said, a good, a good you know, two, three months for me to first just, just um, kind of accept that this was my reality. Right. And, 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 and once you accept that, now that healing process can begin. And, and, and that is, again, like you just said, Ant, is, OK, control what I can control. Right. I, I, I wake up in the morning. I go, I go to, you know, I'm, I'm driving into the into the into the tr training room. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on my little scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I got, I got, I got my leg up on the scooter, you know, because <laughs> I can't, because I can't walk, and 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 now it's it's attacking your treatment. It's it's you know trying to get that half inch up on your toes. It's uh you know making sure you're still eating right and 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 keeping the rest of your body in shape. So once you finally can get back on the field and you're running and and, and as your training progresses, you know other things in your body aren't 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 starting to fail you. And so, and so that's what it was. It was, you know, I'm always going to have uh, opposition in my life. Clearly, if my story doesn't, hasn't taught me that, something is up, right? Yeah. So this is just another hurdle for me to get over. I got to dust myself off. You know, I got to make uh, uh, lemonade out of lemons. And, and, and I got to move forward and attack each and every day and attack those mundane activities that, uh, you know, you may, and you may not see the payoff the very next day or even the very next week. But at some point, that end goal, you will get that payoff. So that was that was how I attacked it. And Donald, it's such a powerful story that you've shared with us, man. I mean, the the opposition, the headwind that you had against you, um, starting you know starting early, starting at eighth grade, realizing yeah. that man, I can't I can't just go play ball. I got to focus mm -hmm. on grades. There's accountability mm -hmm. to that through high school, uh, getting into you know your your college years and and not winning games and man, just not getting the payoff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's appropriate that we talk about some payoff though, man, because you did come back and mm -hmm. you did recover from that. You know, what could have been a season ending injury with a torn Achilles, you came back and you came back strong and uh, you know, years two, three and beyond um, mm -hmm. you dominated the field. And so you did a really good job. So share some of those successes, man. Talk to us about the payday so that we can let the <laughs> listeners know that, Hey, it does pay off, man. And, and, and I had some good, some good moments. So what were those like for you, man, the, the following years after your recovery, playing for the chargers, mm -hmm. you know, starting linebacker for a couple mm -hmm. of years down there. So what was that yeah. like? Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was great. Um, like you said, I, I, I finally got that payoff. And obviously when we start talking, monetary terms in the NFL, you know, you start getting into millions of dollars, which was, which was a blessing, uh, you know, that in itself. But, but even, even uh, through all that, I think uh, even more important was holding myself accountable to understanding that, um, granted, I am having a, a, a great time and I've made it, I've made it to the pinnacle and, and I'm loving it, but this isn't going to last forever. And, and that was something that even while I was enjoying it, you know, uh, looking back, I didn't, I didn't quite do a great job of understanding that like, hey, this is a business. And if, you, if you're not attentive to those mundane activities day in and day out, it's gonna catch up to you, right? And so, and so in my mind, uh, I didn't do a good job of controlling that because after everything that I had been through, in my mind, I was like, hey, I made it, I'm having fun, you know, I'm out here balling, you know, I've got the big second contract, we're doing well, yada, yada, yada. 
And, uh, you know, I didn't quite control those things as, as well as I would have liked. But nonetheless, I wouldn't have done it any different. You know, you live and you learn and, 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 and you grow. And, and that's what I've done. And, and so, uh, as you said, man, it, it was a great, great time in my life, uh, a great part of my journey. But, uh, you know, now I've moved on and, and, and I'm a dad and doing some other things and loving it. It's so good for everybody to hear that, okay, the hard work pays off because mm -hmm. obviously you had a number of challenges that just kept popping up and you just kept fighting back and stick into the script, stick mm -hmm. to the mundane activities that, mm -hmm. that nobody sees. That's like the, the agents that are sending postcards that are putting flyers mm -hmm. on doors and calling their database, like all the boring, like the not, not the sexy stuff, the stuff mm -hmm. that nobody sees, but you have to do it to be able to perform on game day or when you write that contract or negotiate the contract, mm -hmm. you, you have to do the work and right. the work pays off. Like, mm -hmm. thank goodness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that. exactly. Exactly. So you get to this point and you know, your mom has set you up for this kind of your mm -hmm. whole life of, Hey, like football is just this one thing you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So tell us how kind of fortunate you were to have maybe an easier transition out of the game because mm -hmm. of how she set you up and how you looked at life and football and life past football. Yeah. So, and, and, and as you guys have both brought up, I mean, that, that uh, attentiveness to detail and holding me accountable started eighth grade, you know, <laughs> my mom was like championship game. Nah, you're, you're great. Thing, right. So you, you don't get, cause it's a privilege. And that, and that's what a lot of people I think forget is that especially sports, it, it is, a, it is a privilege. Uh, and so from, from that very young age, it was always, uh, you know, football is not uh, who you are. It's just something that you're blessed to be able to do. And, and I think as I progressed in my career, my mom always made sure that that was at the forefront of my mind. Is that, hey, yeah, you're having fun and you're loving it and you're enjoying it right now. But remember, there's a, there's a time when you're going to have to take the, the helmet and the shoulder pads off and set those aside and move on with the rest of your life. And so I, I, I'm not going to say that was an easy transition for me. You know, after, after that year in, in Miami, I definitely felt that I could still play for another year or two. Um, and, and, and I was pushing to play, you know, in, in 20, it would have been 2018, the 2018 season. Um, you know, I had, I had a couple teams lie to me about me being the guy. And if somebody went down, they were going to bring me in. Um, but it got, it got to a point where uh, my mother told me, you know, don't, don't put your life on hold for the NFL. And, 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 and that was something that, that really resonated with me because uh, even, and, and again, I'll just go back to the young age thing is that she also told me that at some point, this is going to be over for you. And you're just going to say like, Hey, I need to move on. And that was something that, that, you know, those little tidbits of, of, of gold, little nuggets of gold, I like to call them little, little nuggets of wisdom. Those are things that, that, you know, in the moment you kind of forget about sometimes. Right. But having having, you know, someone you can lean on, whether it be your faith, your mother, your father, whoever it is in your life, having someone to kind of lean on and, and remind you of those things is, is super important. And so that's exactly what she told me is that, you know, don't put your life on hold for the NFL. And that just that clicked. I took I took, you know, took the helmet and the shoulder pads off and it was a, it was a, a burden burden off my shoulders. And, and, you know, obviously I moved moved on and, and, and started getting into, um, uh, you know, real estate which is obviously why, why I'm here on the podcast. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that, Donald. So you're going to um, Georgetown University mm -hmm. right now pursuing your master's in real estate. Um, yes, so share with the audience, man, and we're going to close this out in the next five minutes or so, but yeah. share with the audience your interest in real estate mm -hmm. and how you're you know, taking what you've learned 
along this journey of NFL and school and you know, all the adversities that you've come over, how you're now rolling that into your business and mm -hmm. you know, looking at real estate as kind mm -hmm. of the next you know, career yeah. that you're gonna yeah. embark on. And so what does that look like for you today and how are you taking what you've learned and applying it to where you're at right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, my interest uh, in real estate uh, comes from my mother who uh, worked for the uh, Sacramento Housing Redevelopment Agency, uh, went on to work for uh, you know, two or three different other uh, organizations, housing agencies uh, on the West Coast. And so uh, even when I was in high school, she was the one that was really kind of introduced me into construction documents and development proposals and uh, really kind of opening my eyes uh, to real estate and how there are there are a lot of um, there are a lot of uh, connections between that and football, i.e. it being a team, a team game, i.e. there being a lot of moving parts that you have to put together. And in, and in my mind, as as the backer, that's exactly what I did on defense. And so I was just immediately drawn to it, whether it be construction, you know, development, real estate, um, all those kind of encompasses are, are under the same realm. So I got my degree in construction management from UW. Um, I had to go back and finish after I got done playing ball. So jumped into that. And then uh, right after I got done with my undergraduate, uh, you know, I jumped into the master's program at Georgetown. And uh, it has been great. It has been great. But, but you know, I, I think the reason it has uh, been such a great journey for me, as I've started this journey, I'll say, is that um, there's, there, there's so many relations to football. Right. And that, OK, you know, we're going to start with the pre-development process, you know, go through all go through all your checks and balances. Are we bringing in the architect or bringing in the GC now? Um, what 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 does that process look like? Now we're getting into uh, uh, conceptual design, schematic design. Now we're getting into the construction documents. Now, I mean, so so and we, and we go on through the construction process to now we're leasing now. You know, what are we doing during operations? So it just. All, all these, all these different pieces that, in my mind, uh, uh, it's just like I'm back on the field. <laughs> I'm back on the field, so so I related to that, um, and 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 again, I, I I approach it the same way. Is you know, as you guys have talked about, it's it's those realtors doing those mundane activities that nobody else will see. The, that that attention to detail, uh, in the face of opposition, in the face of COVID. In the, in the face of uh, uh, everything going on at home and, and transitioning children to, to distance learning, all those things, but still attacking each and every day, uh, really like it's your last. That's like the perfect like last words are like mic drop, like wow, <laughs> treat every day like it's your last, Ab absolutely. I, I have really enjoyed hearing about how football and your experience and your challenges have led you to this point and led you to to real estate and all of the parallels in leadership and team building and everything that exists between the two. I'm the, the sports dork of the group. So it's really exciting for me to hear like, ha ha, sports, yeah. real estate, very similar. <laughs> it works. I, I have really enjoyed hearing this from you. Um, your mother sounds amazing. Thank I love you. her way of looking at the world. And I really feel like I need to put on my wall to focus on the mundane and stick with that. And that taking those 30 minutes away mm -hmm. when you need that break of how important that is and how critical that is and how you did that and you followed everything and it got you here where you're just on the step in, in your journey just to continue forward. So you got to stay in touch and let us know what happens next because I want to know about the next steps okay. in your journey. This has been outstanding and I know our listeners are going to take a lot from this today. So 
thank you for taking time out of your schedule to share this with everybody here today. Of course, of course. And, and if, you know, we ever want to run it back and do a follow up here and in and, and five years, say, or something like that, let's, let's do it so I can give you guys an update on where I'm at. And, I, and, and likewise, I'd love to see, uh, you know, and hear what, what you guys are doing on your end as well. Yeah, Donald, thank you so much for your time today and just sharing, you know, your journey. And, and honestly, man, a lot of wisdom around, you know, just mindset, controlling what you can control, uh, getting to work and, you know, getting getting down each day starting on monday and just get to work on the mundane and it, it will pay off and it does pay right. dividends and you know you're a shining example of that reward getting to the nfl now being a father a husband and pursuing a master's degree in real estate and all that you're going to do in the real estate arena uh, it's been an honor my friend to just get to know you a little bit more on this interview and we thank you so much for sharing on the juggernaut podcast thank you so much i appreciate it thank you